Five o'clock on the Blitz. Work is over. It's time to let that bird fly. Free that bird, boys. Tulsa, happy Monday. It is another edition of the show here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. I am Colby Daniels, along with the 2023 Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year, Jeremy Poplin, Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. And we say hello to John Holcomb on a Monday. John, my friend, how are you? I'm good. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but according to my email inbox, these are the final hours for Clubhouse Steals. Scott knows what I'm talking about. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) TGW.com. I mean, you you get one thing from them, and they just don't leave you alone. But You know, I think if you were to look at my uh, Gmail account, I Mm -hmm. think that's probably 90% of the emails I get are like, hey, you know who the worst? And Colby Colby will know this. The worst is like lids or NFL shop because if you buy one thing, it's like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. three hours Six only. Six times a day. And, and now, off. Yeah, now you get the follow-ups. If you, if you go look at one thing, still interested? The new thing that they're doing, I don't know if any of anyone else has had this, and it's been a couple of things that I've actually bought for my wife, is you sign up, and uh, the first time, if you want like 20% off your order, you give me your email address and your phone number. Well, then you get on the text thread and they send you a text you click the link on the text just to look to see what they have and then when you go off of it you'll get another text message that goes hey we saw that you were looking at something what if we throw in another 15 percent on this i'm like oh just text them back and say hey man back off yeah i know right it's like this ai has gone too far now (laughs) slippery slope it is in all seriousness that item you were interested in is 80 percent off yeah, yeah, and then and then, it went, and then it's the same price, but well, here's yeah, it, it says like a hundred and fifty, you know, crossed out. Like it's the same price. Exactly. Raise the original price and crossed it out. Or the other the other way they get you in is it's like up to seventy or eighty percent off, and then you get in there, and then the stuff that you want has like one size, and it's not yours. That's right. Available. Mm-hmm. We know your games, yeah. internet, email. Business I'm, things. I'm looking at like five of them right now. Are like, if you want this before the Super Bowl, you better buy it now. <laughs> the shipping has got to go now. <laughs> Would you consider an off-color, not not uh, garnet gold? Or I'm sorry if I if I've gotten the colors wrong. Oh, John, is it is it Pantone? Whatever, <laughs> Pantone, Pantone 201, maybe. Uh, well. Uh, I mean, you uh, uh, you can get away with red and gold. That's, that's okay, fine, red and gold. Yeah, I mean, would, yeah. would you consider the off just it's, kind of as a novel thing? Like if it's a, technically hex is what one of the red colors hex. is. <laughs> hex. Hex. <laughs> uh, uh, fanatics will not leave me alone with 49ers gear, by the way. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. Colby bought me a birthday present, and now he, all he's getting is 49ers emails in there well, from that, But my, what I was going to ask is, I mean, w- would you consider, or maybe you've already got something like this, like as they try to maintain your interest in buying something, and it's like around St. Patrick's Day that you get something that's actually green where it should be red, but it's still gold and it's still got the logo there? Oh, I mean, if it's got a logo on it of the Niners, You're like, all over I, it. like it's, they're, they're sending it to me just trying to tempt me because <laughs> they, they've got my credit card on file. <laughs> oh, man. 
We're all doomed, by the way. Uh, Through all this stuff, we're we're all losing control. I know. I don't want to spread panic. Not that we ever had it. I don't want to spread panic on a Monday. Email that I use for all of that, so that you know my other emails are are more what I'm actually looking for. But I'm so tempted to create an email that is something just so obnoxious. That, that if anybody ever has to say it out loud, they would be embarrassed, <laughs> and that's what they're going to have to send these spam yeah, that's things. Like, can, can you imagine if they have the they, they're they're hollering at another uh, employee across the cubicle? Hey, did you send that to blankety blank? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's like the guy that made the uh, food order at uh, the on Friday when I was having lunch with my wife. He said, uh, "Did you have a call in order?" He's like, "Yeah." Like, what's the name on it? He goes, Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you know who gave, you know who gives, and I think he still does it, that, that will give a fake name. And I think in this case, it was order for Billy Bob at a Chick fil A in Edmond. When he rode with me to the Big 12 championship and we picked up someone in Oklahoma City, Dion? when they played, yes. Dion does not. Does no, he, he really? He, I, because I, he keeps getting the, the last name. Probably not not pronounced correctly. Well, I don't know. I think I think he gave him Billy Bob. Billy Bob, the one guy in that Chick Fil A who did not look, look like, like a Billy, Billy Bob. Bob. It's Dion. Yes. <laughs> uh, basketball wise, so one, I think a big win, and two, I think it just shows. I think the fan base that you're fighting through adversity. That was a fight through adversity type win, and. No matter what the rest of the season looks like in terms of, you know, because we're far enough now down the line where, you know, this is a big week for like Oklahoma in terms of postseason. But I think just for overall stability of a fan base and see that you are trying to fight and you haven't just completely given up on anything. Not that they there were signs of that, but that was that type of win, at least for me on Saturday. It was. It was. I mean, you can look at it right now and say, OK, to give yourself the best chance on the on the to reach the minimum of best chance for postseason, you probably have to go seven and two mm-hmm. in your last nine, and then you might have to win a game in the Big Twelve tournament. But uh, yeah, Saturday showed well one thing the way that Dave and I talked about it that first half was so ugly in spots, but it was the same way in Manhattan. That's what it kept coming back to. I mean, each team had twelve turnovers in Manhattan two weeks before, and. You know, and it came down to the wire like this. And I, you know, how I, I said to Dave, sometimes, you know, how styles make matchups, that sometimes similar styles can ruin matchups. And that's what it felt like for a long period of time. But when they finally, oh, it's my wife. I'm, I'm going to message her <laughs> custom on the radio. The radio, hun. Hun, call you, H U N, by the way, call you ASAP. Okay, back to Cowboy basketball. Doesn't it seem like, by the way, that At Kansas State... At least it's State, not a buzzer. Kansas State, over repeated years, has kind of been one of those teams that can kind of muddy it up or not yes. make it a a visually pleasant game to a lot of people. Yes, and what elevated them last year, obviously, was not just Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, but the way that Keontae Johnson would score sometimes. And then you have to worry about a Cam Carter as a secondary threat, you know, or... Naquan Tomlin, who's not with them, and and um, you know the when you have a team who wants to be physical with you, and on one end, and that kind of makes it difficult for you and your half court offense a lot of times, and then on the other end, that team doesn't have a true point guard. 
that you really just can't let the guy who's handling the ball that much get into a rhythm shooting threes because that's how he hurt, hurt you, and that's what alt, all, almost got Kansas State back over the hump with Tyler Perry. Um, but I'll, I'll be honest, dude, the, what, I, what we saw, especially in the second half as the game wore on, Kansas State went more to a zone. The, the body language for Kansas State didn't look great. Dave asked me, wondering, you know, hey, if it feels like maybe something's going on with them. And, you know, you could sum it up in a basketball way by saying, well, they don't have one single on-court leader who basically takes everybody by the jersey and says, come on, everybody get in line, we're doing it this way. You have a lot of good players, but the on-court leadership was really lacking. And the Cowboys, you know, on the flip side, Javon Small, they know is their playmaker. And, you know, he, he's not afraid to bark at teammates and, and make sure that they're motivated the right way. But it's not just him. And I think a guy that um, – and we talked a little bit about this on Friday, I think. But a guy that, that deserves a lot of credit is John Michael Wright. Now, he hit a couple of shots, you know, missed a couple open looks. But his value over the last few days in helping them win that game on Saturday was – he has, as Mike Boynton says, you know, the seniors going through their last year playing can see the light at the end of the tunnel now, and they don't want to go out in a bad way, most of them. And, and so John Michael has gotten out of his comfort zone and become a more vocal leader. Because remember we talked about that when uh, during media day when Bryce Thompson, who was scheduled to have surgery today, by the way. Originally it was going to be Thursday, but it was, it was today. Um, but Bryce and John Michael were – answering questions and they're two of the most experienced guys on the two most experienced guys on the team and we they got the question about becoming more vocal leaders because the team needs it and they both admitted you know that's really not in our dna well john michael's gotten out of his comfort zone and and really become louder and more vocal in practice and shoot around and in games and that's something this team needed we also talked on Friday about the young guys maybe having to embrace collectively all having to carry more of the load, right? How, how did you feel like collectively the, the younger guys on the roster responded? Well, I, let's start with Keon Williams, who has a season under his belt, now a season and a half now. But he goes back into the starting lineup because that first game he did not start was the game at Kansas State. And so he, and he'd kind of been in a slump of sorts. But he got back to what he does best to help the team, and that is offensive rebounding and a lot of energy. And then he made a few shots. You know, he ends up with a double-double. I mean, he played great. Uh, and you need more of that. And, and the good thing is is that the majority of what he did on Saturday is repeatable. I mean, the three-point shooting comes and goes, and he's got to pick his spots with that. But his ability to affect the game near the rim, even if he's a little undersized, is, uh, is, is a big thing. And then you go beyond that, and Jamiron Keller got more minutes than he's had in a Big 12 game all season. And he knew he was going to have an increased role with Bryce being out. And you got almost everything you could ask for from him. 12 points, uh, hustle plays, you know, loose balls, physical defense, the ability to get by a guy and then challenge big guys at the rim and being able to score or get to the free throw line. Uh, he was really good. Even Justin McBride, who came off the bench, the six seven freshman forward, hit a three, had another basket. You know, he had a couple of fouls that you'd like to have back, but they're all in pretty much in the category of effort plays. So you can kind of live with that too. 
I thought it was a very positive game for especially those two guys to add with Keon Williams. Keller on Perry, and I know Perry scored quite a bit, but still it's not like it was an easy day for him at all because I, I thought that, you know, for the most part that Keller did um, a, a decent job that was there. But uh, Mike Boyden said that back during Christmas he had kind of challenged him. I was like – I mean, like, this is the time where you're, like, on a teeter-totter. You're either going to go one way or the other. And, all right, maybe it didn't happen right after the Christmas break, but here we are on the 1st of February, and I think that was probably a big step for him on Saturday. I think understanding that it's not just that you want to play more minutes, but your team needs you and needs you to play well. I think there's a big difference in in that because you can be be doing a little soul-searching as a first-year player when you get to this stage, you know, of the season, and you're – you're looking back and maybe you thought coming in, I'm going to play more of a role than I have, so now what is my role and how can I really contribute and am I going to get the chance in some games to contribute? Now, it's you got to go. I mean, there's just no other way around it. And so he responded very well to that. And the good thing, you know, we've talked about him with a college-ready body. I mean, he's very physically built. He, he's strong. Um, and you mentioned Perry. Yeah, Perry didn't do anything in the first half. And then, as great shooters can do, you know, he he's kind of in the mold. He's not as good as, but he's kind of in the mold of Max Asmus in terms of the size and the unlimited range when he gets hot. And uh, as Coach Henson, who sits with Dave and me to keep his sanity, because we've talked about that before at home games, since coaches can't just sit still, so at least he can write me notes, but he – you know, he pegged it, too, that when you're a shooter like uh, like Perry or like Asmus, you can miss 10 in a row. But the first one that goes in, even if you bank it in, I mean, you just have the next shot mentality. It's like being an elite cornerback. You forget about the, the previous play. You, you're just looking at the opportunities in front of you. I believe the kids say shoot or shoot, John. Yes. I, that was a <laughs> long answer. You got going to use two words. We could get onto another question. Jacob Pullen. <laughs> I just, but yeah, I had this fear though. As he as he got hot, and then it doesn't matter who's on you. You're, he's going to shoot over the top, even more rainbow over you know Garrison coming at you. It had the feel, especially when the Cowboys were missing a few too many free throws down the stretch, like a Tyler Perry three was going to end it. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it didn't. And part of that reason, there were two plays. Well, one thing they started doing defensively that when Perry would bring it up or even get it in the flow of the offense near the top of the key, if he was trying to use a ball screen, Garrison joined Keller and just kept pushing him farther out near midcourt. So he can't just turn the corner, which is not really his game anyway. He can't just turn the corner and then find the big man down low. Now, if he's taking two steps back farther away from the basket, that becomes a much tougher pass to a big man who's not as mobile your defensive rotation is easier to pick up in that distance. And uh, that was one thing. The other one was with 12 seconds left in a three-point game and Kansas State inbounds it the length of the court. Keller knew that he didn't want Perry to have the ball in his hands. But in similar situations coming down the stretch, it was more soft pressure trying to milk a little bit of the clock. And so Perry would inbound it to McNair, the big man, and then get it back from him. Well, in this case, he inbounds it to McNair, who's not a great ball handler, and Keller denies Perry the ball. That even though they ended up getting two looks at it, it made it much more uh, difficult for them to be able to score and force overtime. 
I think you had a little crossover when you took over the gig and, and Kelvin was still at o, o, OU for a couple of years. What do you remember about Kelvin in those years as we get ready for Houston tomorrow? Oh, you know, uh, let's see. Yeah, by the time Kelvin had left by the time I started doing basketball uh, for OSU. Oh, okay. I think okay. because Kelvin's Kelvin was at Indiana. When was he at Indiana? It was like uh, 05, 06? Oh, 05, I thought they went to the final four with OU. So uh, it, was it was like 02. O- 02, they went because he had uh, McGee and Selvey and uh, uh-huh. Hollis Price and, and Qantas. Um, any, anyway, I, I, I've been around Kelvin enough to know that it his. 06. Yeah, that's 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 what I thought. And then you know, of all things, we saw him and uh, a lot of the assembled Tulsa media that were covering ORU in Sacramento when ORU had to play Washington State. You know, Indiana was there, and so we got some a little bit of time with Kelvin then too. Um, his his teams are all built pretty much with the same principles now. Some he's had that are much more elite offensively, but the toughness mindset and to try to beat the mess out of you on the glass, that has not changed. Yeah. It never has. And it's a it's a tremendous formula. And it's in some ways, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not taking a swipe at him at all with this, but sometimes it's easier to find, especially the big guys, if you're not looking for the stylish fours and fives but you're looking for fours and fives who know how to play the game and who don't mind mixing it up, then you you focus on, okay, now we've got those guys, and they typically always have those guys that uh, set great screens, that can really trap ball handlers off of ball screens and be very physical with them, you know, force the officials to blow the whistle. And then when he has a good point guard like he does with Jamal Shedd, that's – and then there's normally one or two shooters, but one that you just can't leave alone. I mean, it's it's a tried and tested formula, and it's working again. Yeah, they are, that didn't work Saturday. They're kind of like yeah. a carbon copy. They all look alike, mm-hmm. right? They're they're like toolsy wings, Colby, except not being able to score. It's <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much what they are. They just outwork everyone, which yeah. is a Kelvin Sampson staple. And they were that way through the entire uh, the entire tenure in the American too. Was you know just they will bludgeon you to death. Um, Maybe get settled in for one of those like 50 point games, which is always the big knock on them when they get to the final four or inside the tournament is do they have enough scoring to potentially make it, which has got them at times. One of the more surprising victories that Dave and I have called, at least in my opinion, was I think it was the last time the Cowboys went down there to play them. Uh, 20, the 2019, 2019, 2020 season. Um, and it was uh, at Houston, non-conference, obviously. And your Ane had a big game. <laughs> your Ane, yeah, not, Gosh. but not necessarily scoring, but also distributing from the high post. You know, finding guys, cutters to the basket. You know, and and they held their own on the glass. And uh, Sasser missed as much as he made, but he made a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he kind of had a green light there. Actually, they, they yeah, it was the last trip down to Houston because they played him in Fort Worth in non-conference uh, the next season, I think, and lost because Shed just went crazy. But the, the last trip to Houston, OSU pulled one out, and I just had questions about how that particular team outside of Isaac Likely was going to be able to match up physically. 
John, we got to run, but have a great call tomorrow. Five o'clock pregame, six o'clock tip right here on the Blitz. We will effort it, and uh, we will talk to you guys then. Actually, if nothing else, whenever. it's not love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, I'll talk to you whenever. <laughs> <laughs> that is John Holcomb. I'm Colby Daniels, along with Jeremy Poplin and Scott File. Dusty Dvorak joins us next here on the Blitz 1170, and we're streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.